If you would please turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 16. <coughs> Exodus chapter 16. I'd just like to read a little bit, if I can, please. I'll begin to read in, well, let's start in verse 1, please. Exodus 16, verse 1. And they took the journey from Elam, and all the congregation of children came into the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of children murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children said unto them, Would to God we had died in the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law and no, or no. And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At evening, then you shall know that the Lord has brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then you shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he hath heareth your murmurs against the Lord. What are we that you murmur against us? And Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full. For that we for that the Lord heareth your murmurs, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurs are not against us, but against the Lord. And Moses spake there and said to all the congregation of children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he hath heard your murmurs. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake of the whole congregation of children of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurs of the children of Israel, Speaking to them, saying, At evening you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing as small as a hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. <coughs> I was studying this several years ago and comparing manna with the word of God. The manna which God provided Israel is a type uh, that the, of the Word of God that God has provided for you and I. So there's some ways in which I want to give you just a list of them if I can tonight. It's very interesting to me. Uh, first of all, manna was a supernatural gift. Verse 4 makes that very plain. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven upon you for you. Manna was not a product of the earth. Manna was not a product of the, um, or manufactured by man. Man was not something which Israel 
brought with him out of Egypt. Manna came down from heaven. Manna was a gift from God. All of these are true of the Word of God itself. Now, many attempts have been made by different people to explain away the miracle of manna. Now, it is true also the Word of God. Uh, it's a miracle book also. It has been estimated there was at least 2 million Israelites there that day. Think about that. Because there were 600,000 men able to go to war. The Bible says in number 1, verse 45 and 46. Now, if there's 600,000 men that were ready to go to war, that's not talking about the old men and the little children and the women, so you put them all together. And here's what I'm trying to say. You take what a miracle this manna was in feeding the children of Israel. And Omer is the equivalent of six pints. Uh, that would be 12 million pints, or 9 million pounds gathered daily, which was 4,500 tons. Now take 10 trains, each having 30 cars, and each car having in it 15 tons would be needed for a simple, single-day supply. Over a million tons of manna were gathered each year by Israel. And remember this, this continued for 40 years. Now, just as wonderful and just as miraculous as all this, the Bible is just as um, such a miracle. The manna came right to where the people were. The people didn't go out to go hunting. That manna came to them, verse 13 and 14. And it came to pass that the evening the quills came up, covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing as small as hoar frost on the ground. The manna was right at hand. The word of God is right at hand. Because the manna was so accessible, it lay a great responsibility upon the children of Israel. They must either gather it or trample it under the foot. Same thing with the Word of God today. You either read it or you trample it under your feet. You either get it into your heart or you trample it under your feet. The manna was small in size. Verse 14 tells us that. Now think of this. The sum total of God's revealed truth in a book which begin, can be carried in your pocket. I saw a little book, one, a little whole Bible one time, I think it was two inches by two inches. The whole Bible, just in a two inch by two inch. Now, it had uh, has no rough edges. It has no angles. This simply means, tells us, that the Bible is perfect. It's whole, it's complete, and it's entire. The manna was white in color. In verse 31, white is emblem of purity. The word of God is pure. No flaw in it. Psalms 12, verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. That's perfection. The word of God is pure uh, spiritually, morally. In Revelation 22, 1, pure rivers of water of life which proceeds out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, they are clear and crystal. In Psalms 119, verse 140, Thy word is very pure, therefore the servant loveth it. Proverbs 30, verse 5, 
every word of God is pure. So the word of God and manna in that race is, is, is the fifth thing, the manna was to be eaten. Now this is one of the most important points in connection with manna as a type of the word of God. The manna was not given simply to look at or to admire, but it must be eaten. You know what most people do? It's like I was a little boy. We, we used to have a big old Bible laying on our coffee table in our home. We'd walk by and look at it, and I left. I used to sit down and look at the pretty pictures, and, you know, the, the English lettering and everything. I, I admired that book. But when I was 26 years old, I ate it. That's the difference. It was given to meet the body needs of the children of Israel. God's Word is given to provide food for the soul. But just as neglect of eating the manna results in bodily weakness, and neglect of the Word of God daily results in spiritual weakness. Psalms 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. The whole reason for God's Word being given to us is for the uh, feed upon daily. Uh, the principles and precepts of the Bible must be incorporated into our life daily, just as the manna was. The manna was to be gathered daily, verse 14. The manna was gathered in the morning, verse 13 and 14. Before other things have time to occupy their attention, Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I think sometimes we get so busy we leave out God early in the morning. And the Bible makes it very plain that we ought to read the Bible every morning. It's a good thing to start the day off with. The manna was obtained by labor. Manna was a small, round thing. Uh, to get an overflow, it took labor. We're to labor for the meat of the Word of God, Second Timothy chapter 3. Manna was gathered by stooping, James chapter 1, verse 5. said, praying must go with reading the Bible then. Some gathered more than others. Verse 17. Then verse 21, And they gathered it every morning, and when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Did you know that God's grace is sufficient for today and tomorrow? He'll give you more grace. That's what men is. You see, they eat it, but they must get it early in the morning, and then it melted away. Then that's talking about God's grace. God's grace will take care of you today. But what we try to do is incorporate tomorrow's grace on today's grace. It don't work. When you get to tomorrow, God's got His grace waiting on you. Amen. And He'll take care of you. Same way with the manna. You had to gather it daily. Manna is called spiritual meat. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3. Because in tithe it was spiritual blessings and heavenly things. Christ Himself is a true manna, the bread of life. And of which the manna was a type. John chapter 6. The word of God is the manna by which our souls are nourished. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. The comfort of the Holy Spirit in us are the hidden manna. Revelation 2 verse 17. These all come from heaven as did the manna. And they are the sport. They are the comfort of the giver. True Christian souls, life in this worldly wilderness of journeying through. This manna was to be gathered daily. Jesus Christ is the Word, and is to be applied to our souls daily. And we each must gather for ourselves. 
Did you know that somebody else came? I read a, a man told me years ago, he was a pastor and he had a bunch of staff working for him. And he hired the staff to soul win for him. And let me tell you something. You can't hire somebody to soul win for you. You've got to do it yourself. You know, the Bible tells us each one to go out and win souls ourselves. And to hire a staff member to win souls, well, that's good, but he can't win souls for you. Amen. you got to do it yourself, just like the manna had to be gathered daily by yourself. All these things point when you read the manna, they came out of the wilderness. God fed them. When we come out of sin life we live in today, the Word of God feeds us. Amen. I love the type and the figures. I like to go through the Old Testament and look for types and figures. And every time I think about types and figures, I think about Noah's Ark. And if you get in the Ark, you're saved. And Jesus is a type of the Ark. We get in Christ. We're saved. Amen. We're born again. I'm glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? I really am. Just pray about it. I, you got here late, but uh, did you know that Mrs. Strickland passed away? And um, we'll have our service here Saturday. So if y'all can come. Huh? Two o'clock. Yeah, two o'clock, yes, sir. So I just wanted you to know it. Glad you're here. Stand with me, please. Let's be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the very opportunity just to minister to our people. And dear God, I, I love to see our people taking care of one another. And we ask you, dear God, that you bless the service Saturday. Best Brother Strickland tonight, his son, her son, and, and daughter-in-law, Lord, and all the family there. And as we meet with them tomorrow, dear God, will you give us the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to do the service like you want it done. But here tonight, would you bless each one who's come. Let us eat the manna daily, Lord, and think about it every day of our life. What a wonderful thought. As God fed his people, God feeds us tonight. But we must eat it ourselves, and we must study it ourselves. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name.